Dun, 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 dun. Hello, everyone. Um, hi. I hope you're all doing very, very well. It's Chiara and Didi again. Back again. From Paris. And um, first of all, we wanted to say thank you to everyone who's been listening. We really appreciate all the feedback that we've gotten. And it was our first podcast ever that came out just a couple of days ago. So, yeah. Just stick with us. I think we have quite a few exciting things coming up. Um, a lot of great topics to talk about. And in fact, we feel so spoiled for choice <laughs> that Didi is going to press a randomizer and we'll see what we'll talk about today. Yeah, so hello. Welcome <laughs> back to the podcast. If you did listen to the first one, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. But today what we're going to do um, is Chiara has very kindly uh given us a list of, of topics that we feel very strongly about and I'm going to just click the uh, the little spinner on my computer and <laughs> we will see what we're going to spend the next, this time 25 minutes talking about because <laughs> 40, 40 minutes was a little long. <laughs> hit or miss. Hit Ready, or miss. three, we'll see. two, one. Ooh. I don't know if you can hear it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know. Ah, interesting. <laughs> There we go. It almost landed on a really depressing topic, but thankfully, thankfully it landed on family. So today we will be talking about, about family. La familia. La familia. I think that's really nice, actually, because it will allow us to show the other side of our personalities. For those of us who don't know us that, that well, uh, for those of you who don't know us that, that well, um, I put family... You might be curious as to yeah, why I put why? family. Why did you put family? I put family because I compiled this list um, during the winter holidays, which we've just come back from. And for those of you who don't know, I think it maybe comes across like that a little bit, but this isn't something that's just kind of randomly happened. Like, we have honestly really have wanted to do this kind of podcast thing for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And so this winter, during the holidays, I was compiling... A list and lots of ideas and stuff for the for things that we can talk about and how we should go about things and I thought that family would be a good topic because I was with family and each family has such interesting dynamics and you have a very similar family to mine in some ways but also very different mm-hmm. and I thought that could be interesting for us to talk about yeah also because there are so many ways in which a family can be defined and stuff so yeah. I agree I when I look at that topic the first things that jump out are First and foremost, the fact that our families are very culturally different to other people's families, at least like growing up, I grew up in Australia and I have like a very Latin family. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say that that and the idea of having a family is very different. They're usually much bigger, much more active and vocal in your life. You know, you, you have, I I don't know if I would say a stronger connection, but it's definitely, yeah, you gotta, mm, you know, you arrive to the family and we were just making a joke how I can't do anything without like the cousin of my grandma's auntie of my sister's you know dog or whatever like finding out um so in that sense that's like the the first thing that jumps up that is like particular to us I would say Mm -hmm. yeah I mean similarly because we've I mean my sister and I same as you and your siblings we grew up not in our native land Mm -hmm. so to speak growing up in a different place from where the all the rest of your family is from I've never had, you know, the grandma living next door or anything, which is what the whole rest of my family in Italy has always experienced. So for me, it's always wonderful going back because I do get that very strong sense of family and belonging. 
But to be honest with you, there's no place that I've ever felt it as much as my time um, in school. Uh, I will out myself and then it will probably come up (laughs) every once in a while. But yes, yes, I went to boarding school. I'm very sorry. (laughs) Forgive me. Um, No, I'm very proud of uh, like my time there and I'm very grateful for it. I'm proud because... um, my friends and I there who are like my family to me, mm-hmm. the people that I became super close to there. Um, I think we have to be proud of what we made out of our time there. We got up to a lot of different things, some good, some bad, but it was... Some, some bad, <laughs> some bad. Um, but it was like, I think something that attracted me to that group of people and hopefully vice versa, or I like to think that they would say so, was just the fact that all of us were so thrilled to be there and we realized that we had such a wonderful opportunity and we were very lucky. So when I think of family, I would be lying if I said that I do just think of the people that are related to me mm-hmm. by blood. And I think that comes from this idea of, you know, living in a country where my whole, my only real family are literally like my parents and my sister. Yeah. But, you know, we have so many wonderful family friends that we grew up with. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the people that I went to school with. I mean, when you live with someone all the time, especially from a young age, you do create insane no, I, bonds. I and, really do agree with that. Yeah. Um, but also when you when you go through certain tough times, I would say that at a yes. boarding school, you don't always have your parents there to kind of go back home to and speak to and they can like push you through. So it is the people that you're around with. In that sense, I honestly, and I'll just like, as a precursor, um, I grew up living in lots of different countries. So I would move every three or four years. I, the longest place I stayed in was seven years in Malaysia. But I feel that I, I don't have what you have. I, well, I definitely don't have the, the boarding school experience, but I lack that kind of centralized group of friends. Mm-hmm. I, it's more of like a, I've come in, made my little stop, had a great experiences with people. Um, I, say, I would say that my longer lasting friends were made in Australia for mm-hmm. sure, just because I did have that period of like teenage growth where I went to you know parties, I did more sports and things like that. Um, but... To have that idea of like your house that you always grew up in. For you, it would have been the boarding the, the boarding school that we would have mm-hmm. felt more familiar with, I, I guess. But yeah. for me, I never really had like my room, my house, um, that like get back from school and do that same activity all the time. Or like, you know, run around the neighborhood with the same kind of group of kids all the time. It mm-hmm. was a bit more like decentralized. Mm-hmm. So I feel that I prioritize the community and being with others much less than you do. Yeah. I would say that you're much more of a social person than I am. Not mm. in the like being comfortable in a social setting because we are both unfortunately <laughs> extremely comfortable in the social Maybe setting. Maybe too comfortable. That is the yeah. problem. But, but in that sense, I think that you always prioritize, okay, like being around people more, doing activities as a group and things like that. Not because you're not a strong individual because you are. Very, you do a lot of extremely great things as an individual. All the flattery. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> I, don't, I don't see... I don't know, I'm not as drawn to that, like, okay, must do things in a group mm-hmm. idea, or well, not must, but that, you know, yeah. innate feeling as much. And I think that's, like, definitely due to the way that I grew up mm-hmm. and the fact that I never had Kind of being roots. nomadic in yeah. a way, you know, always yeah, moving yeah, yeah. around. It's interesting because at the same time, um, I also li- have lived in, like, four different places and stuff, so there is that kind of shifting around. But it's definitely true that once I finally had that um, very intense experience of being in a boarding school 
with people that you just see constantly from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep you share rooms you see people going through their first love mm-hmm. their first breakup the first you broken see, leg out of a window yes like you see everything you see everything you see all the the good and the ugly genuinely and it, it teaches you a lot and in fact obviously you never know what the future holds but i would love to be able to kind of give my potential future children that in a way this Mm -hmm. this ability to also learn to really love people that are not related to you by blood in a way that you do really love people who are you know yes your cousins your siblings whatever Mm -hmm. i think it's a wonderful thing and i think that it's something that i value a lot as we said before because of having moved around but also speaking of our actual you know biological families i think it's interesting too um because my family is very much centered on everyone just kind of doing their own thing everyone is very independent and i think that's because of growing up in london like you just have to be yeah um my parents have both always been very you know career driven my mom doesn't work anymore but you know she's always yeah very much had her own life independent yes exactly so again completely at odds with what you would find in Italy and what you find in Argentina for yeah. you like that you th- idea of you know doing everything together all the time it just doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't exist so yeah it is funny when I go back um, and I do see and I do see my Italian family they've just grown up in a completely completely yeah. different way than I have but I, I love those moments when we are all together and um yeah, it's wonderful seeing, you know, your grandparents especially. Mm-hmm. I always do treasure that. So. Yeah, I think that that's the thing that I still haven't quite understood how it makes me feel. Like, I can identify certain things because all my family, except for an aunt, lives in Argentina. Oh, except for an aunt and now a cousin. They all live in, in Argentina. And so um, my, like, immediate family, they sacrificed being with our larger family since since like a year before I was born and so we started moving around and we would go back once a year but still my mom for example she wouldn't see her her family at all during the year except for one time and my dad as well um and so I kind of grew up with that and for me that was normal I I never really had like that oh pop over to your grandma's house and get some cookies or something you know I would Mm -hmm. go and I'd get a hundred cookies in one go but (laughs) but never um, and then you wouldn't see her for eight months yeah usually for 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 the longest period of time it was once a year I would go back and now I, th- I think it's going to be more than a year the next time I go mm-hmm. I go back. So I, I really don't know. But in that sense, I, I want to say two things. I want to say, one, I wish that I would have had that. I really do, because I see so many, so much different kind of support and relationships that you grow through that. But at the same time, I'm super thankful that I've had the life yeah, that I've had. And, I've, and I would say that I'm more <laughs> thankful than I wish that I would have had that life, if that would make mm-hmm. sense. Because I honestly, I've had an incredible life. I'm, I would far. love to be the most grateful person <laughs> in the world. Probably someone else is. I don't know. Some, but you are But I'm grateful. extremely grateful for my life. And because of the sacrifice that my parents made, I got to live in different countries. Exactly. But at the same time... I feel that this also translates into certain relationships that I have in the sense that I can detach very, very easily. I don't well, have I'm the that. complete opposite. You're the complete opposite, yeah. but also I don't know if that's completely related to moving around because you have also moved around, right? But I find it in some relationships, I'm. it's very easy for me to turn off, to be maybe ambivalent, to not have that 
that direct empathy and that could be related to never really having put my roots down in a country and always expecting in a month two months i don't know six months moving room changing house again making new friends making a, you know going to a new school having to adapt to the culture even since i've started uh, studying i'd still go back and visit my family so i'm still studying for three months and i go back for another month so it's you know I'm very happy, but I'm also, yeah. my idea of family, I would say, is extremely exceptional and... It's untraditional. It's untraditional. But speaking of, that's also something that um, I think is interesting because I'm sure that whoever is listening to this has totally different ways in which, I mean, anyone who listens to this will have their own individual way of understanding what a family is. And... As I've already mentioned, so obviously I see it in a traditional sense in the way that obviously when I, the first people I think of when I think of family are my parents, mm-hmm. my sister and my grandparents, etc. But then I also do think of, you know, very close friends and in many ways, even you in the sense that we live in this house, you know, there, yeah. I do have that conception of, you know, that kind of ranking and then you have everything, everyone mm-hmm. else. It's just like a, it's like, I think it's, yeah, really from, from boarding school. Yeah. But also, I think that growing up in a place like London, which is extremely, you know, avant-garde and very, very open-minded, thank God, um, it's a wonderful thing, um, there has never anyway been a very traditional way of understanding family. And I think it's exciting for me in the future because I have no idea what, what my potential, you know, nuclear family will look like. But yeah. I think that that is interesting too. Is That would be super interesting. Who will see. I be with? Yeah. Where will I be? You know, will I have children or not? I think that I when think you... I think you will definitely have children. I think that, yeah, but the thing is that it's not a given, you know, because when of you course. are... Because when you are, like, gay and stuff, it's not... It's not biologically at least yet possible for you to just, you know sleep with a person you love yeah. and boom you have a baby no i agree um you so there is always someone with a twin <laughs> twin brother oh my god uh, but that i'm sure some i'm sure that exists i'm sure someone is married like a woman has had the sperm of her lover's like twin brother i'm sure that i'm sure that exists like that's like, yeah, that's like a florida man but you incident. would still have to go through a florida man <laughs> florida into, woman please, after you've listened to this podcast go and type Florida man into in, Google and in just see what happens. <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah. No more context. So you're saying that someone would do that in order to get the closest DNA yeah. possible yeah, to yeah, the yeah. person. Yeah, but it would still require some kind of artificial insemination. Yeah, but that exists. Yeah, but that's what I'm... Of course, of course it does. But you never know what context you might oh, find of yourself. Course, of you course. know, maybe, maybe in the future it's a terrible dystopia yeah. and, you know... It might be. You can't even do these things. I just say, when I think of you older, <laughs> I can picture you mothering a child. I, I, I can definitely picture so. mothering you and your child. I can picture you doing arts really? and crafts. Oh, arts and crafts yeah. with my child. Yeah. I definitely would. I'm cooking, because I'm a great cook. <laughs> she is. If there are any suitors out there yeah, looking for a any... wench that's a great cook, hit me up, please. If you're if you're looking for a fine, fine wench who can yeah. cook... And but, she cleans very well. Oh, I have thank to you. Well, I am you. spoiled. See, this is why it's convenient for you to be my family because you can just get <laughs> so I'm a, much shit I'm a, done. I'm a domesticated bitch, as someone has once told me. Anyways, what I wanted to say was domestic goddess yeah. is better. When I when I think of family as well, something that jumps up to my mind. This might be a little bit more depressing, but it's that sure. no matter how happy any family looks, 
every family has its problems obviously genuinely they do yeah. but sometimes you really do forget that mm-hmm. in the same way that sometimes you look at instagram someone's life looks great even though you've been told a hundred million times by your parents you know stop looking at instagram whatever in the same way that that happens sometimes you can really be put down when you have family issues and you feel like every other family is fine obviously mm-hmm. it's not you're not rationalizing yeah. it you, you always, when you would say it out loud you would go of course that's not true but you don't feel it you know you'll always think that the grass is greener somewhere else yeah the truth is that obviously it's undeniable like there are some families who have by far like you know worse circumstances terrible definitely. circumstances whether that be you know socioeconomic or whether it be you know a tr- very tragic death mm-hmm. and stuff unfortunately we have had like a little taste of that in my family but that might be a topic for another time mm-hmm. but um of course there's always something that, as they say there's always some stuff happening behind closed doors like yeah. it's undeniable to be honest with you for me it is always a little bit trying when i'm with my family for a long period of time and i think that is again linking it back to that you know very important experience of mine of living um, away since you know i was 14 um, but also let me just interject also yeah. the fact that you are quite independent means as a that you personality are ready anyway. to kind of yeah, live enough. or not cohabitate with them <clears throat> no exactly on. but i think that already because i'm just not used to living under a roof with my parents i haven't done that as i said since i was 14 whenever i am with them for an extended period of time it's like i have this internal battle of realizing that i'm extremely grateful not only that they are just wonderful people and they take excellent mm-hmm. care of my sister and of me and they're very very generous but also I'm always aware of the fact that um you know it's not a given to have parents Mm -hmm. that are just available and also parents that are you know healthy and well as they are so I always remind myself how lucky I am but at the same time there are many moments undeniably where I do struggle to to always see the beauty in it especially when I am reminded of certain family tensions or dynamics right. but yeah. as you said it's it's undone like, no it's i agree so. and i think that relationships there's things that you have to work on mm-hmm. of course like me saying this doesn't mean that i'm a god at it i have <laughs> much to improve in many areas but i do think that it's it's like it's like a marriage as well you know you are extremely thankful i'm extremely thankful for my family and everything that my family have done for me because they've really like gone above and beyond to give me the best circumstances that i could of have course. But at the same time, you know, you do have to put some work in. So when I was like maybe 16, 15, 16, even 17, Mm -hmm. I would say I was a complete brat to my parents. And I would look back at some of the ways that I would have acted to them. And I go, how, you know, you you put yourself in a position where you don't even realize what you have. Because then again, you know, other families, they're in much worse positions than that. But... I had a question for you quickly. Yes. Because we have a couple minutes left. Yes. Um, it's a bit more on the political side now. Sure. Family. What do you think about certain schools eradicating uh, Mother's Day or Father's Day or doing Mother's Day and Father's Day cards in class, particularly in the younger years, mm-hmm. uh, due to some of the students in having. the grade not having either a mother or a father? What do you think about that? When you said that it was political, do you mean that some schools have decided to not do that to include kids who have like gay parents mm. or do you mean like if the kid has like the the mom passed away or the dad at passed first away? i i wasn't even thinking of it for the gay parents i was oh, thinking, thinking at, at of first, it in general at first because i that i have that happened to 
I think it was my little sister. They stopped doing they it. They stopped doing it. Or my little brother. I can't remember one of the two. They stopped doing it because um, a kid, had, a kid didn't have the mm. mother. And then they stopped it all like throughout yeah. the board. What do you think about oh, that? Oh, it's such a tough question because I have people in my family who have grown up without a parent um, because of a very sad event and stuff. And I, I do really sympathize with it. Um, but at the same time, I like to think that when that child is older, if they would be looking back, and if, if they would eventually have children, they wouldn't want that to be the case. Yeah. Um, because unfortunately, yes, inevitably there are some children who don't have parents um, for one reason or another, you know, someone passed away. But then I think it becomes more of a political thing yeah. when it's, you know, also for to accommodate, as I was saying before, a mod- more modern conception yeah. of what a family looks like. I would say to not... To not uh, abolish them, um, those kinds of activities and stuff, because most kids probably do have a mom yeah. or they have a dad, mm-hmm. you know, one in whatever kind of circumstance. Yeah. And for the kids that don't, um, if you can accommodate yeah. to it and have, you know, an extra teacher that does an, an activity with them or make them help their their friends, yeah. I have no idea. It's such a tough question. It is a really difficult question. It's I, terrible to think. I, I'm so lucky that yeah. I was never in that position. But I had actually not thought about it for, like, the gay parents yeah. from that side. I I don't know. I mean, I can't speak from experience because mm-hmm. I haven't lost a parent and I don't have, a, yeah. you know, immediate family members or, or not immediate family members, but I'm not, I haven't been in the context of losing a parent. Yeah. But I think I would say is that one like and this is a recurring theme not just with this but with other kind of abolishments of certain things is this kind of politicizing something that is extremely emotional but that makes it a uh, a topic that is untouchable therefore because mm-hmm. it's emotional mm-hmm. and so it's kind of pushed out of the window it's completely eradicated from the conversation but in a way it kind of it sensationalizes it as well in a way because I think that it's making something which is very innocent like into a bad thing because ultimately chances are that if you if you make it a, a school policy uh, indefinitely mm-hmm. for you know the future as far as I can see there are far more children who do have those parents and who would love to make maybe a card in class but it also has to be said that I think those context children, matters. Yeah, and context also those, really children, those children can always make a, class, uh, uh, mm-hmm. um, a card outside of class. I think it is also, yeah, th- there are many reasons why. I w- look, I but will say like this. I would not be upset as a mother if I dropped off my child on, on Mother's Day or the day before Mother's Day and the following day I didn't get a card mm-hmm. from my four-year-old because they didn't do it in class because, you know, poor little ex- yeah. kid had their mom or mom pass away i mean absolutely not i think people who, who get too emotional on the other side of it are also crazy yeah. like you know that's but for example deep breath. one context where i would see it being appropriate to abolish it is if like if a kid in a class one of their parents passes it's been a month or two mm-hmm. months the kid is back at school and just then it's mother's day mm-hmm. i wouldn't think it'd be appropriate for that class to not mm-hmm. do it i wouldn't in the make moment, it a right? national it policy it. exactly <laughs> but by by introducing it to the school what you do is you also you have to change the the teaching system like you have there are a lot of processes that you have to go through to then make sure the teachers don't go through like you have to write it down at least a number of times yeah. in the curriculum for example in the teaching plan and all of these like 
allowed and not allowed or whatever. And mm-hmm. by doing that, you are making it a bigger subject than it needs to be. Yeah. I think in these in these moments, you have to be very sensitive to to the to the person to the and individual. to the topic and to the individual. But by doing this, it's almost blowing it out of proportion, and you might. It's just trying to apply the 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 general to you know. Yeah. But then, for example, another example would be I don't know, Christmas cards for 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 Muslim students, or you know, making you know, this whole multicultural thing of celebrating a religion and another if another religion doesn't celebrate it. But. Whenever I've been in, in classrooms where it's been Christmas time when we were little, um, if you could literally make a card of whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. And all the kids who were raised Christian or in a, you know, in a, in a family that was culturally Christian, one could say, they would just automatically make a Christmas card. And kids who were Hindi, Hindu mm-hmm. or were uh, Muslim or were Jewish, they would... Na- naturally just do something else or ah. sometimes they would just join in with their friends okay. most of the time that's interesting what i, I would say that. is actually that children find the easiest you know ways to resolve situations that as adults we try to like overcomplicate. Yeah. and i just called myself an adult which is probably <laughs> the best joke no, that has are, been made they are a lot more in this whole time in this whole podcast she is an adult yeah. 21. <laughs> 21. 21. Anyway. Well, anyway. That was a bit too loud. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I have been trying to restrict my voice because I do speak very loudly and quickly. So I've made it a point to speak slowly like the smooth sound of that jazz coming just into Just a little ears. bit of ASMR for you. We anyway, should actually do an ASMR. Absolutely not. I, I have done ASMR in the past. I am a seasoned oh professional. God. No, I'm not kidding. I would love to. Anyway. Um... Thank you very much. Stop. Stop. Like one of those seafood eating videos. Sorry. But um, anyway, thank you very much for listening to what we had to say. I think this was great. Because I, think I was. don't normally really think about the. Well, I do think about it, but I don't necessarily talk about it. And obviously, we're both away from our families now. Yeah. So it's nice to reflect um, on all of those things. And I hope that this was thought provoking for anyone listening. If you have maybe any ideas, reach out to your family, you know? It's I think a, you it's should. It's never a bad thing. Tell to them do you that. love them. Tell them you're happy that they're in your life. And yeah. also tell us that we're ha- you're that happy. You're happy listening to us right now. <laughs> but we really do appreciate um, any feedback. And obviously, as we always, as well, not always, we always say, but as we've already said, onwards and upwards. We do plan on making little investments. We into are this coming podcast. back bigger and stronger. Mm-hmm. If you think Expect this is the last some. of us, ooh. Ooh, boy, are you wrong. <laughs> boy, are you wrong. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And yeah. We should, you know, we should have day. a closing remark. We, we should make it. it leave <laughs> comments in the description below. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but I think we should do like a. If there is something that you would like us to, to talk about, you think that there's an interesting topic. Um, maybe there's something that's also happening currently in the world right now, current affairs-wise. Do let us know. Please we do. will genuinely be very, very happy to receive that kind of stuff. Yeah. And to anyone listening there who is in my family, uh, biological or not, I love you very, very much. Thank you for, for sticking around. Me too. To get us family, not my, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love you, Morecos. Bye-bye. Ciao.